90% of all scientists that have ever been alive are alive today. That's a lot of information, but don't panic. It's not an exact science. Hey, Shannon, how are you? Frantically packing, man. It seems like, you know, I had like half a day of downtime and now it's just back to the back to the rat race. <laughs> yeah, we are doing the same. There's you know holiday travel coming up and uh grant solicitations due and <laughs> it, it's uh well I, I sent you a message earlier today with the the gif of lucy the uh, the assembly line thing yeah yeah this is, lucy this and, is what like. <laughs> and i totally uh totally could feel that because i told myself you know like my grades already do and i'm such a glutton like i just i really love my job and so i was like i'm gonna go in for like an hour today and that's it i'm gonna wrap everything up I'm going to go home so I can do, you know, home stuff and get ready because we're leaving to go to Iowa tomorrow. I didn't get home until 530. <laughs> yeah, that's like nine hours later. Yeah. It was. Yeah, I had lunch at my desk and then still like I'm at 530. Like, I don't I don't know what's wrong with me. <laughs> so, yeah, mm-hmm. but, you know, I guess that was by choice, not by force. So that's always nice. And I wore it's sweatpants because, you know, the semester's over. <laughs> yeah it's always a a good day when you can be comfortable while you're working i mean i guess you probably don't get out of your pajamas half the time right when you work at home isn't that the point of working at home just so you can wear your pajamas around (laughs) no you know i i dress pretty much like i'm going to the office and then march down to my basement like going to the office so that i have a separation sort of so you wear your pajamas in the office (laughs) (laughs) sorry no i gotcha that's probably a good idea oh you know me i mean the last time that somebody saw me in shorts or in sweatpants out in public was probably a decade ago (laughs) yeah that is probably true (laughs) i wear i I wear sneakers instead of uh leather shoes when i work from home that's about it (laughs) that's as casual as casual friday gets Yeah. Uh, so, uh, actually, you know, funny thing, and I'm sure you remember this, and I don't think we've ever mentioned it on the show, but there was a group of us when I was an undergraduate at OU that, as a prelude to Casual Friday, did dress up Thursdays. Oh, we've definitely mentioned it on the show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it was you know coat and tie every Thursday for most of my undergrad. Uh, yeah. No, I'm. I feel very confident that we've mentioned that. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way I let that ever go very long without reminding you of that. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty spectacular. Well, you know, speaking of uh, of dressing up, though, there are mere hours left for you to be able to dress up with a Don't Panic t-shirt. That was a beautiful segue. <laughs> to do what I can. Oh, so that was beautiful. If you go to... If you go to tblaster.com, T-E-E-Blaster.com slash don't panic, and the link will be in the show notes, uh, you still have time if you listen to this, you know, when it comes out Friday or Saturday, uh, you can go get one of our wonderful t-shirts, which are available in five colors, and it helps support the show so we can pay our hosting bills, our domain bills, uh, send mics to guests so that we have nice sounding guest recordings and so on. So if you'd like to do that, we'd appreciate it. It helps the show out. And we've had some inquiries from listeners. We've had this in the past as well, asking if we have a Patreon. 
And that is something that we will launch after the new year. Uh, so just in a couple of weeks here, we will have a Patreon set up. So if you don't want a t-shirt uh, or would like some way to you know donate a dollar a show or whatever, uh, you can do that. But of course, it's it's obviously not required, but we have had several people ask us about how they can help support the show on a, a regular basis since the t-shirts aren't always going. I mean, and if you have you know, a group of people that want to give you money, you know, we definitely want to allow that to happen. So <laughs> hence the, uh, the Patreon site, but we're, um, super excited about that. And hopefully more than our parents will sign up, but it looks like more than our parents have bought t-shirts. So that's exciting too. <laughs> it's true. And, you know, I, one of the things that we would like to do if we do have the funding is to help get Shannon some better audio equipment. Uh, thanks to our friends over at embedded.fm. I've got an upgraded setup now. And so it's time to get Shannon upgraded a little bit as well and make the audio editing, filtering, et cetera, a lot easier. Hey, let's uh, let's not kid ourselves, John. You know you're going to have to drag me kicking and screaming. I've just learned how to use this stuff. <laughs> and so, <laughs> but that's okay. Well, it's, yeah. only, it's only been 150 shows. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm just hitting my stride. <laughs> yeah. And so we were actually, we were ended up recording the shows a little bit out of order because I thought our 150th show, since it's a very nice, pleasing, even number, <laughs> would be a good place to do a kind of a check-in and talk about some of the goals that we've set in the past, how we did on those. You know, we used to do the Summer Manifesto show, so this is going to be sort of a, a New Year resolution type show. I love this, that now that you've left academics, we're no more Summer Manifesto. Now we're doing New Year's resolutions like the rest of the world. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think that the Summer Manifesto, you know, we didn't have a Summer Manifesto episode this year because... It was more of a summer, my hair's on fire for yeah, both of us. Yeah, it really, yeah, yes, it, it really was. Um, not just uh, not just that, but yeah, I had a lot of baby to deal with, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is true. That is very true. Um, I know, I was trying to go back to look at when the last time we set out these uh, goals, and I was, thought this was, oh, this was kind of a long time ago, so this is a good time to do it. It is. And just thinking about, so for example, one of the, one of the listeners that wrote in and said they wanted to know if we had a, a Patreon account they could support us at, said they love the show. They've been listening since episode, it was 50 or 51, somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I said, oh, okay, you know, that's great. That's So you started listening about a year after we started the show, a hundred episodes ago. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I am, Do you remember what you said when we started the show of we'll run out of things to talk about in 10 weeks? <laughs> you know, I add more to our, our shared document of show ideas all the time, too. And it, just when I think I'm not going to remember this, you know, I look at my notebook. And I'm like, oh, look, there's 12 show ideas I got just from filming or just from recording last week's show. <laughs> it's, so, yeah, this is impressive that we're still going. I mean, yeah, and we've got a lot of great suggestions from the listeners as well. Excellent questions that we would not have thought to dive into. Yeah, not at all. Um, and I love it that some of the questions, you know, we can't answer. We actually have to research. Not that we don't research all of the shows because we generally do. But <gasps> there's ones that, you know, we don't know the answer to right away. And those are super fun to do. 
Oh yeah, definitely. So keep all the recommendations coming and thank you for sticking with us for 150 hours. Yes, that's right. Multiple working weeks of battle. <laughs> I'm sure it was enjoyable for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Except those first shows where my laugh busted out all the volume, but you know. <laughs> well, again, you know, learning how to learning how to use a compressor. That was an early lesson after the the onslaught of mail saying use a compressor please <laughs> uh, baby steps <laughs> baby steps so last time we talked about our goals or resolutions or whatever you call them uh what were some of the things that you had on your list and how did you do Okay. Well, I guess so my sort of check-in here was um I, one thing that I super easy was this last two years, three years, I've been doing a I'm going to read X number of books and I've actually kept up with all of them and I've been so proud of myself. It's just one resolution, you know, just the one that you can get and actually achieve. And so, um, last year I was going to read 20 books and I've done that. So that's exciting. I'm on book 22 right now. So yay. (laughs) That's, that's awesome. So this cracked me up at how similarly we think on some of this. I know. Uh, (laughs) So mine for 2017 was I'm going to read 15 books. And thus far, I'm at 19 and counting. Uh, A lot of those are audiobooks on my commute. but Yeah, I know. We've had this conversation about whether audiobooks count. I mean, and I've I've read a couple as well that way. I think they totally do, right? Oh, definitely. It takes probably longer, actually. That's that's exactly what I was thinking. I even sort of did a little experiment. in that manner as well, having the audio book and then actually reading it. And yeah, it did take a lot longer. So I totally think that counts as a legitimate, you know, book you can check off. So yes. Oh, so looking at your list of books that you've read, is there one or two that stand out that you think people should go check out? Well, <laughs> this, this will delve into my personality as opposed to relevant to this podcast. (laughs) I'm a huge Stephen King fan. And so I read a lot of his books this year, mostly because the Gunslinger movie came out and that whole series is just fantastic. So I reread a bunch of that series. I didn't finish it. Um, but several of that. So if you've never read that, I love Stephen King just because of the way he writes, like you don't have to be a horror fan or anything like that. Um, just because he's such an excellent writer. And so that's a lot of what I read. I think half the books I read this year were by Stephen King. (laughs) Okay. So I did just read a book that I think we will probably talk about on here and it's called why dinosaurs matter by Kenneth Lacavera. And it was from a Ted talk and it's published by Ted books. In fact, and it's really cool. (laughs) It's, it goes into, yeah, it goes into stuff and it's things I've heard you say before too. Um, like when we talk about outdated equipment or stuff that is obsolete, we always call it dinosaurs. Like, oh man, that computer's a dinosaur. And (laughs) this Dr. Lacavera takes offense at that. And he says, you know, dinosaurs were actually some of the most successful animals that have ever been on earth. So why do we sort of besmirch their name? by giving them this negative connotation. And it says, you know, for us to 
reached the reign of dinosaurs, like how long dinosaurs have reigned on this earth, and he's including birds in here too, because birds are essentially dinosaurs, is that we would have to live to like the year 21 million or something like that. All right. Yeah. yeah I can see that. <laughs> uh-huh. So, well, you know. So- it's interesting. The, the question is, did he did he answer the one really important question this time of year? Is what was the dinosaur's least favorite reindeer? <laughs> oh gosh, <laughs> I don't know what. Comet. <sighs> Maybe with some of our Patreon money, we can buy one of those soundboards that makes those noises. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I just saw that one bad. on Twitter a little bit earlier and groaned. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's pretty bad. Pretty bad. That hasn't been in the book so far. But what has been yeah. in the book, and I don't. Well, no, I'll save it. I'll save it for the next the next show, and we'll talk about it. All right, a little cl- cliffhanger so, there. <laughs> so, looking through the list of books that I've gone through, we've talked about several of them on here. Uh, Atomic Awakening, which inspired the natural nuclear reactor show um let's see several uh series that i've started and i'm still trying to finish one that i really enjoyed was called mind at play which is a biography of claude shannon and our friends over at embedded.fm have actually interviewed the author so you can go listen to that uh, and then a book that the book that actually inspired him to write that book is called The Idea Factory, and it's about Bell Labs, which goes through sort of the history of Bell Telephone and Bell Labs, and how a phone company ended up inventing the transistor. Oh, that's awesome. Okay. Yeah. So th- those are at the top of my list. So what was uh, next on your list of check-ins here? Um, okay. So I, this is a quote from (laughs) the last show where we talked about this. I said, I was going to submit this manuscript I've been working on or quit my job. (laughs) So (laughs) uh, I have done neither of those things. Um, so that'll go towards my uh, goals for next year in terms of the check-in. That was, that was, I started strong with reading more books than I said I would, but the rest of this list kind of goes downhill after that. Right. Uh, So the next one on mine was to write uh, 14 magazine columns this year. So I'd been writing uh, drone columns for Servo Magazine. And what ended up happening is I wrote uh, 10 new columns. I had done several extra at the end of last year and have decided to move on from writing the the multi-rotor column. So I think... April or February of the coming year will be the last multi-rotor column. Oh, okay. So that was, that was a, you know, you did what you said you were going to do basically. Right. Didn't get to the the same number, but we sort of hit the, uh, the end of the well of practical and safe ideas <laughs> for things that <laughs> I would encourage people to do with drones. Yeah. Good call. Good call. <laughs> um, right. Let's see. Um, next, I I did have master my MacBook, which was a failed, um, a failed goal from a year or so ago. And so, while I don't believe I have achieved mastery, I do use it every day. Woohoo! Yeah, Ta-da. exactly. I, I know. See the soundboard effect. 
<laughs> I'm sure there's apps for this. Um, <laughs> I'll get out my Hanks writer and uh, show you. Um, so yeah, I feel pretty good about that. Um, I feel a lot more confident as we talked about in the computer show in the Mac universe. I still haven't loved the iPad, but that's okay. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So the, the next one on my list was to take a real vacation for the first time in <laughs> years. Uh, see, I almost want to call you on this because I know you did work on this vacation. <laughs> not really. Did you not do some work stuff? I, very, very, very minimal. Maybe answer okay. a few emails, but I didn't even take my laptop. Oh, that's so, right. Uh, okay. we, we, went, we went to California. We went to San Francisco. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I just took the iPad and did pretty much no work for a week. Nice. I bet that made you feel not relaxed at all. <laughs> yeah, it, it was it was rejuvenating because it had been, you know, especially during grad school, you're like, oh, well, I'm going to go home for Christmas vacation or I'm going to take the weekend and go do this. But then you get that crushing academic guilt. Yeah, man. Well, I live with that forever now. So, <laughs> so <laughs> but I am learning to yeah, manage a, it. Uh, that's good. That's really good. Uh, this was this was a win, I would say. Yeah, that's no, that was excellent. Um, you definitely needed that. That uh, the whole grad school thing—it's just—it's impossible to get away from ever. So, yeah, that was a well-deserved vacation. Yeah, and so what was the next one on your list? Um, well, I've been looking for a replacement for Evernote, which we've talked about on here a lot. And yeah, I, I don't know how to classify this. I don't know if I've found it yet. I don't think I have. I don't know. I kind of went manual, really manual with this whole bullet journal thing. I kind of did that to excess. And I don't know if, uh, I don't know. I'm so sad about Evernote that... <laughs> I'm still sad about it a little bit and I haven't loved one note yet. You didn't want to buy the socks from Evernote. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. There's, I will say that all their swag is in my favorite color. It's all green. So that's nice, but <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, it got a little, it got a little excessive. <laughs> so, right. you know, that one's uh, I've got some tech goals to match your tech goals. So we can talk about that here in a minute. Yeah. Uh, so the last one on my list from last year is really a few lumped together, but I had some some business goals, which I haven't really talked much about my my side gig on here. Mm -hmm. Just mentioned it here and there, but uh, I had some goals for that. Some of them ended up happening. Uh, a lot of it got interrupted because of the fact that we ripped our life up and moved across the country. Uh, and then some things that I didn't think would happen for another couple of years with the business have already happened. So I'm going to call that a wash. Ah, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. But we'll get um, more into that. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Uh, my last one I'm going to call a wash too, because I said I was going to make an awesome work web page. And so I've been to a couple of web page making classes. <laughs> so while my web page isn't completely operational, which is paleomagic.create.ou.edu, um, <laughs> it is, you know, it's there. I have it. I have that name locked down. <laughs> right. You know, people are not. I have not seen this. I'm looking it up right now. No, there's nothing on it. <laughs> I told you I have the name locked down. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> um, 
Um, well, heck, maybe I even had that. Uh, I might have even had that wrong. Yeah, I'll have to figure out what my webpage name is. <laughs> I know it's got Paleo Magic in the name. That's what uh, I know that for sure. <laughs> because they assured us during the website uh, workshop that the dude was actually already taken. So there's a thedude.ou.ed. <laughs> <laughs> which I was super sad. I totally would have taken that one. <laughs> but, yeah. you know, paleo magic is, is fine. So, so yeah, so I learned about it. It's not implemented, but I have made steps. So that's a wash as well. All right. But now that we so, spent uh, the whole show talking about what we didn't or did do. <laughs> yeah. What's, what, what's going on for 2018? Yeah. Um, okay. So, I guess you put some personal goals on here. So I guess I thought I would put some personal goals on there. Um, my book reading list, I'm just going to throw this one in there. 25 books and at least five of them nonfiction, which is a big deal for me. <laughs> which is funny because I, I, I would be the opposite of that. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I would say, well, I five fiction. That never happens, though. I love it when you're always like, what else is there? <laughs> Like I can, I can rip through some fiction books. That is no problem. But I will say <laughs> the first book I started reading this year was called The Time Trap. And it's like how to save time at work. And I'm not, I'm not gonna lie. I'm still reading it. I'm on chapter six. I can't get through it. <laughs> so yeah, so that's my first personal goal. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So I thought it'd be fun to divide these up into some categories. A lot of times we've just talked about academic goals and we are people that have some personal are, lives. Things are we? Well. Do we? <laughs> uh, yeah. It feels weird talking about my personal goals on here, but you're right. I probably should get them out there. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I divided mine into personal business, tech, job, and podcast. And I just uh, copied it because that's what I do. <laughs> yeah. So personal, I, I will throw out, I, I'm sticking with the read 15 books. Uh, I did not put a qualifier on it as to how many of those have to be fiction, but <laughs> that's probably a good idea. Yeah. And I do have a list of fiction books that I would like to read now. So there you go. I could see that working. Mm -hmm. uh, but the, the other big personal goal I had is go see some of Colorado. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You uh, should do that. <laughs> I mean, just because, you know, I, I saw more of Colorado when I came out here as a student than I have in the year that we've lived here, just because for the last year, it's been the craziness that happens with you move, you you buy a house, you're trying to get through a, a new job and new everything. Mm -hmm. uh, so we've been kind of heads down working and it, it'll be nice to come up for air in the spring and go do some hiking. Oh yeah. Well, I'll drag you, I'll drag you out when I get, get back up there. Um, that is an excellent idea. Uh, my next personal goal is sort of along those same lines. And that is that I used to be a really big cyclist. And so it's kind of fallen off in the last couple of years. And that is one of my goals is more bike riding. I've got really great, um, roads right outside my house cause I live kind of out in the country. And so I'm ready to get back on the road, I think. So sort of that same thing, except probably a lot slower in terms of seeing the scenery than you will be experiencing. <laughs> but. Yeah, well, well, we'll be walking straight uphill. So <laughs> yeah, well, okay, that's true. Maybe a little bit better than that. 
<laughs> there are a lot of hills by my house, but nothing like Colorado. Um, and that same, my, my last personal goal was that I've been listening a lot to these minimalist podcasts. And also they have a, a Netflix documentary and I'm super obsessed with it. So I've been trying to get rid of a lot of my stuff. See, this one feels really personal um, <laughs> because I feel like I'm overwhelmed with my amount of stuff and I'm always like curating my things instead of doing stuff like bike riding or reading or other stuff that I like to do. So that's what I'm doing a lot of. I've traveled to the Goodwill store quite a bit in the last two weeks to get rid of boxes and boxes of things. And I don't know, it feels pretty good. Wow. That's, that's yeah. admirable. That's hard to do. It is super hard to do. And if I stop to think about it, I think I'll probably freak out a little bit. Um, <laughs> but it's really, I don't know, it's really exceptional because it just takes a lot of, you know, the worry about junk off of your mind. You're like, oh, I don't have to worry about that. I don't even have that anymore. So yeah, it's, uh, it'll be interesting. I'll, I'll tell you more about it as the uh, year progresses. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, let's see. So I think I'll jump to tech next. And <laughs> uh, the the first one on here is to go paperless for our personal and business records. <laughs> so this feels like my personal thing of getting rid of stuff, right? Because I'm sitting here staring at my huge filing cabinet. Um, there's a lot of paper in your life, you know? Yeah, and... I mean, we already do this somewhat. I, I have a database system in DevonThink and all of our bills go in there and there's a spreadsheet. So when it comes tax time, it's really easy. Uh, so that part's all paperless, but I have probably four to six drawers of paper in filing cabinets. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Some of it needs to just be recycled. And the other big chunk, I have at least a drawer and a half of handwritten class notes only a drawer and a half <laughs> yeah I, I, think I have a lot <laughs> well i that's not, i have some binders like some big three inch uh three ring binders from dynamics but <laughs> yeah I, uh, yeah you do <laughs> um, yeah. well i guess it's funny to say that yeah i have that many more because like when i was coming up as an undergrad powerpoint wasn't a thing so we didn't have powerpoints so there's a lot more paper that came along with that because you'd actually get like handouts in class that you would, you know, like handouts of them, your professor scanning 15 different graphs on it or something from different papers. And so that's how we did stuff. So I've been slowly working on that over the last couple of years, digitizing my notes because I can't bear to just throw them away. I can't either. And the main reason I want to digitize them is not so much the space. So, okay, I have filing cabinets already. Yeah, yeah. And they're in that. But the number of times are like, I remember, I need to know how to do this problem. And I remember doing this in, you know, glaciology. Mm -hmm. Or I remember doing this problem in dynamics too. And I can't quite remember how we derived this. And my notes are always where I'm not. Ah, okay. Gotcha. So I will be at the office or I will be at Starbucks or I will be somewhere else. And I really need to look up this one thing and I can visualize the piece of paper. I know exactly where it is, but it's a long ways away. Oh, well, and if I scan them and do text recognition, then I can also make them searchable. 
Ooh, okay. Starbucks is also where I like to do lots of my deriving. I'm just going to throw that out there. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Drinking and deriving. That's right. <laughs> I went there. <laughs> uh, no, okay, I'll use that instead of just being an incessant hoarder of my notes. I'll use that excuse too. I need to be able to reference them. Good call. Good call. Yeah. So uh, that's my first tech goal. What's, what's yours? Um, well, mine is to actually make the web page that I uh, <laughs> that I said I was going to make. Right. <laughs> so this has been on my to do list for you know basically since I've been a professor. So I went to all these classes, and so yeah, I'm rolling this out by the springtime. I'm going to have my my lab web page and my research web page going. I said All right. it. We will, there it is. <laughs> we, we will check in on you and link it in the show notes in whatever state it's in. <laughs> oh, so. I know you will. You've probably already written a script to remind you. <laughs> um, what other tech goals could a techie like you have? Well, so the other main one, which, I mean, of course, there are other little goals that, you know, we're not including in here. But uh, the other one is I want to get back to my blog and newsletter. Oh, Okay. Okay. So I, I have a blog at johnrleeman.com and it's a website that I actually made during AGU one year when I was in a really not interesting session. Uh, I mean, I was paying attention closely. Yeah, and, clearly. <laughs> so I made this site and I started my first blog post on it was in 2008 or nine, I think. Okay. And it's gone through ebbs and flows of having more and less posting. Uh, there was one point where for two or three years in a row, I wrote two articles a month, every month. That seems doable. And most of, yeah. And most of them aren't super short. We're talking like kind of thousand word type things. Okay. Uh, and a lot of them involved, we're going to go collect data and look at it and try to answer a question about something. And it was a lot of work to do that. Uh, and then I started writing a magazine article and trying to finish grad school. And for the last 12 months, there's been one post. <laughs> gotcha. Mm -hmm. So I'm not going to promise to a month, but I would like to at least get, maybe they're not going to be text-based posts. I've had really good luck with using YouTube for things. So maybe I'll just make some videos and put them on the blog, but do something to get some sort of regular kind of stream out there. And sort of in conjunction with that, which this will go into my next category is I have a, a newsletter for my business that the mailing list has existed for roughly since we moved here. So about a year ago, and I just now have started the second monthly newsletter went out today. Uh, oh, okay, so great. every month, you know, it's, it's a low volume once a month mailing and I'll link in the show notes if you want to get signed up for it. But that's, those are my goals is to actually do some more content. Nice. Nice. Um, okay. So we've done personal, we've done tech goals. Um, what are your job goals? Cause that's obviously what takes up a lot of our time. Yeah. So now that my job is in tech, these also would fall under the tech category, I suppose. Yeah. yeah there's a lot of cross listings here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the, 
the first one that I'm going to go with is, and this is one that I've said in the past, is I want to learn more about web apps. Okay. And I, I've said this before. I made a web app this year. I made a couple. One of them was a, a tide calculator, gravitational tide. Uh, and then I did some simple configuration utility stuff at work. But they weren't super interactive. I mean, you entered numbers and clicked buttons and graphs appeared and that kind of thing. But I want to learn a little bit more about making some more dashboard, real-time instrument-y type web apps. Okay. That's cool. Yeah. Um, there have been a couple really neat PMAG uh, web apps that have come out, uh, really rock magnetism web apps. I'm sure we can do a show talking about the difference between those two things I just said that only 12 people <laughs> know the difference between paleo mag and rock mag. But, um, and yeah, I, I like it. I quite like it a lot. Um, we use it quite a bit, so that's useful. Yeah. So what about your, uh, your job goals? I'm going to submit this manuscript or I'm going to quit my job. <laughs> 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 you know, I'm so scared and I keep saying that, that I'm so scared, but the time has come to get over saying that I'm scared. Um, I actually submitted two proposals this year, one that I did all by myself and got rejected obviously, cause that's what happens. And, uh, yeah, it, I didn't die. It turns out. <laughs> And right. actually, yeah, my reviews were quite good. I was, even though it got rejected, um, I was still super excited about it because the reviews, you know, all the people that I put in as reviewers, I'm totally scared of academically. They're sort of big deal people. And my science was well received and completely sound. It just didn't quite fit the proposal call, which is fine. I knew that going in. So, um, yeah, I'm ready to go. I, I got knocked down. I'm going to get back up. And, um, that's also on my, on my to-do list is submit another proposal. So I'm working on another one, uh, with a colleague at, um, Kansas state university. And so we're going to do that or I'm going to quit my job. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So Interestingly enough, in the, the book that I've mentioned about Bell Labs, one of the sort of higher ups in Bell Labs also wrote uh, like short stories and things. And when he passed away, they found he had kept every rejection letter he had ever received. And it was like, you know, drawers. Oh, oh my goodness. Oh, I don't know if that's like masochistic or or not. I don't know. Right. Yeah. But no, that, that's good. So you're going to get the paper out. Or you're going to quit your job. Yeah, we can mm -hmm. we can hold you to that. Okay, great. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay, I, I so will I will tail on that and say that uh, I am going to get another proposal out as well. So I had one proposal go out this year, one the year before that, uh, and I already have the ball rolling on one for the upcoming proposal cycle in February. Yeah, but yours all get you know not rejected. <laughs> What's that word when they don't get rejected? <laughs> Funded. But no, oh, yeah, no, yeah. they 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 do fail sometimes. And that's something that yeah, it's not pleasant, but you learn from it. And you know, one of the proposals that I'm looking at right now is sort of it's not a bad fit for what I want to write for it, but it's not as good of a fit as the one that I worked on last year where right. 
the the proposal our our python team read the proposal looked at what we were doing and it was a you know a hand and glove fit oh nice nice uh those don't come around every day though no not at all so but still yeah so that's uh that's job goal number two okay great um your your blog talking about your blog reminded me sort of i'm gonna tack on a little extra one in real time here to my job goal um is that i want to be prepared for field camp at least two months out (laughs) um there's actually a lot of paper that goes into field camp in terms of having all the you know the blank maps printed off and having all the sort of you know here's your stack of rules stuff printed off and i mean rules for mapping not just rules for behavior (laughs) but um so there's a lot of paperwork that goes along with field camp and last year i was really struggling there towards the end to make sure i had everything ready to hand off to people because obviously i didn't go um but it was very stressful. And so I'm giving myself a, a two months out. I'm going to have all that stuff boxed up and ready to go. So when it's getting down to the wire and I'm doing all those last minute ticky tack things, that's one thing I don't have to worry about. So I'm going to do that. Awesome. I think that'll make it much yes. nicer for you. <laughs> yes, it will. <laughs> um, yeah, it was just, it was a dumb thing that could have been done so much earlier um, that caused a lot of stress. So I'm going to do that. But in addition to that, I'm also going to revive the field camp blog. So um, that would be great. So everyone can listen along because when we're recording and I'm out there at field camp, I'm going to be talking about places and I'm going to be throwing pictures up there. And, you know, I'd love for our listeners to be able to take a look at that. Um we always ask for people's pictures of people's field areas in the summer. It's really fun. And so um, you guys can follow along with me when I'm out there suffering in the hot Colorado summer. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I'm going to tag that on to job goals. Cool. Hmm. So this this last one of yours, I don't even know what it is. So you're going to have to explain this. <laughs> so... This is one that I may have mentioned before. I know it's been on, it's one of those things that's been on my list for a long time. And this doesn't really fall under any of the categories, but I'm going to tack one on in real time too, which is I want to get things that have been on my list forever off, mm -hmm. either by Mm -hmm. doing them or deciding that they're not that important to me because they've been there for so long without getting done and just give myself, you know, permission to get rid of them. Mm -hmm. So, I am going to try or give up on one of the two <laughs> uh, programming in Swift. Is this a language? It is. It's okay. Apple's language. Oh, of course. So it's something totally different. And they moved to Swift. So basically this is, I want to see what the fuss is about when people are, you know, oh, well, in two evenings, I threw together this little iOS app that lets you, you know, find the nearest wine connoisseur. I don't, you know, like people are throwing together these little apps all the time. And I, I'm not interested in the fact of, oh, I'm going to get filthy rich by making some app because that never happens. (laughs) So, (laughs) uh, but I, I want to play with it just to see sort of what the fuss is about. And if making applications like that really is a pretty fast process. Can I apply that to any meteorological things? Uh, like, could we, 
you know, could there be a sounding app that makes soundings that aren't horrible web renderings? That okay. if that takes two days to write, that's probably a good use of my time as a community tool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I want to explore it, see what the fuss is about. If that doesn't work out, maybe look at some of the other uh, GUI building, you know, QT and some of those things. Okay, gotcha. Um, I'm totally stealing that too, because that's great. Like either assessing the to-do list and knocking stuff off or or just doing it to get it out there. And one of those things for mine is sort of my last uh, job resolution is to um, not only clean up the workspaces of the labs that I'm in charge of and work in, but also to have manuals for everything in there. And we've actually gotten a lot of this done, um, but it's definitely come up the failings in the manuals that we have. And so I've been dutifully making notes about what needs to be updated in terms of these things. Um, And so I'm very pleased that that was sort of a to-do thing that's mostly done, but now it's time for revisions based on user input. And so um, that's something I'd like to have done by this summer. That's, that's a really good one. Uh, Yeah. It just, it helps everybody. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> to have those things in places. And and you should be proud of me. I have coordinated all that for some reason. I think it's because I've been at OU for so long. I wound up, my name is on basically every piece of equipment. Do you want to learn how to use this? Contact Shannon. Um, <laughs> and I have made team up calendars for every single thing that I'm in charge of. <laughs> nice. And I, I, yeah, I'm pretty impressed with it. And I just had just last week, um, one of the students that sort of helps run our SEM, he's like, man, I've had a lot of requests, you know, I'm going to set up a thing. And I said, no, no, here's the thing. It's already done here. Let me send you this link. And he's like, oh, this is great. Yes, you're right. It sure is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's coming along though. I'm pretty happy about it, but I'd like to get that stuff, you know, redone so everyone can learn how to break it again a different way and I'll have to rewrite them again. <laughs> Yep. Well, I mean, n- not to not to disparage student workers in labs, but you know what they say: if you make it idiot proof, they'll build a better idiot. <laughs> oh, it's so true. <laughs> I think you could just say if you make it undergrad proof. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> not that undergrads right, well, are idiots. That That's not what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, see, so that doesn't go just for undergrads working in labs. That goes for. Everything it seems like. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, And and it's hard to write a manual, right? Because when you know the the equipment so well, it's super easy to leave out that one little step. Oh, man. Yeah, that is harder than learning something that's difficult is dumbing it down once you know it so well. Mm -hmm. Yep. Or the, the thing I run into a lot of times is, and my favorite example of this was when I was teaching a class at Penn State of... I I provided what I thought were very thorough instructions on how to do something. And one of the first things was, okay, you know, go to the lab, use the drill press and drill a hole in this thing. And somebody said, how do I put a drill bit in a drill press? Yep. I've never done this. And that was one of those things I, I had assumed that that knowledge was there, but unreasonably so. Oh, yes, yes. That reminds me, I need to add the drill press to my manuals to make. 
Thanks. Thanks for that. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> one more. Uh, <laughs> um, so I actually have one more tech goal. You should be proud oh, of me what is for it? this as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I've been using this Mac, right? And I'm trying to, not that I'm a power user or anything in Windows, but I'm trying to learn more stuff about Windows and everything. And I've been using this tablet. Um, but I'm sort of trying to make a goal of actually incorporating it into the classroom because we have all the tech. You know, we've got this rack of 36 iPads and stuff like that. Um, so... I'd really like to actually make this happen, at least in my research, if not in the classroom. And so we're going out to Arizona, California, Nevada, Mm -hmm. right on the borders, (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) because I'm not exactly sure which state we'll be in and which day. Um, And (laughs) my student, yeah, (laughs) is going to be doing some mapping out there. And so in January, we're going to take our tablets and our little Locust Pro app and um yeah do some tablet mapping which is terrifying i do mapping on paper this is really weird for me that's that's cool i'm uh, i think we're gonna have to talk about that when you get back oh yeah yeah we are mapping experience yeah so uh yes i'm i will lump in so under business i just had one goal uh which could sort of lump in with job if you put the qualifier of other job in front of it Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. Uh, so I, I have a consulting gig on the side. Uh, I do geophysical instrumentation, software. Geophysical's in the name. It's mostly geophysical, but I've also done work for other random companies that needed some hardware or software done. Uh, I, this year, added the capability of, you know, I've got a CNC milling machine now, so I can do a lot of parts in-house. So... This year, instead of just taking on more consulting work, uh, which I'm always happy to do, I want to grow the business by actually getting a couple of products launched. Oh, okay. And so I've got one instrument that I've been working on off and on for a while, but time always kind of slips between the cracks with other things and I, that's one of those things where it's like, it's been on my list too long. I want to get it done and get it out in the world uh, as well as looking into maybe making some, some classroom demo equipment. Oh, nice. Well, obviously I will be interested in buying that. So <laughs> good. Right. So that's, that's where the goal is to, to expand, expand the scope of what I'm doing with okay. that business. And when, when I do release something, uh, we'll of course talk about it on here. Uh, yeah, yeah, obviously. Um, no, that's, that's super exciting. Um, and yeah, a lot of stuff that you've, that you've done in the past, I definitely know people who having that available to buy for classroom demos would be, you know, very advantageous. So that's a great way to move forward, I think. Yeah. So what is your next goal or category where we're running a little short on time, but I've only got two more here. Yeah, no. Okay. So, so you had some podcast goals and so I wanted to uh, have podcast goals too, cause I just wait for you to do stuff and then copy it. Um, <laughs> uh, well, I mean, I want to learn how to edit the show, but I'm going to ask, do I, should I even bother? I think you've already got robots that do most of this, right? 
there are robots that do some of it, but we are actually recording this show with uh, a new technology that I think will make it uh, very easy for either one of us to edit. Oh, sweet. Okay, great. <laughs> I'm all in for that then. <laughs> it only took me three years to come around to saying, mm, maybe I should try to do this. <laughs> if I had the, uh, the time before you release this, I'll go back and dig up in something like episode 10 where you said, you know, I should learn how to edit I know. Show. <laughs> uh, I'll just keep putting it on here. It's fine. The road, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. <laughs> um, so my first uh, podcast goal was actually to grow our audience. Well, that seems like something we should do. <laughs> yeah. And well, when we started the show, we thought that this was going to be something that mainly targeted in the trenches, geoscientists. And what it turned out to be was that's not the crowd we got at all. We got a lot of folks that are from every walk of life that are interested in geoscience, and that's turned out to be amazing, and I'm so glad it went in that direction because we've learned so much from all these different perspectives. Yes, I am too. I mean, not that we don't love all of our you know, geology and geophysics people that we work with, but that's it. We We talk to these people all the time. I'm super excited that we're talking to people you know, beyond our general scope. And so that was super, it, it was a very surprising thing that came out of starting the podcast that I also would like to um, get the ball rolling even to a wider audience. So in that respect, I'm going to try to do better with uh, getting us out there a little bit more on you know, Facebook and Twitter and that kind of thing. But this is a goal where you can help us. So tell your friends about us or review us on iTunes and help other people uh, find the show. Or better yet, just buy them some t-shirts and say, hey, listen to this. Uh, there you, throw you go. Them a t-shirt. <laughs> oh, well, that sort, of, that sort of goes along with my second podcast goal is that um, because I'm not super active on Facebook, but I do enjoy Instagram. So I started us an Instagram page. Oh, my. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, so we're out there. Um, Don't Panic Geo is on Instagram. I haven't added any pictures yet, but I will be. <laughs> so um, follow us on Instagram. Nice. I'll have, so Instagram is one of those services where I have an account, but I don't really use it and probably should because it seems like that's where a lot of people are hanging out now. Yeah, so I'm glad you I did really, that. That's, that's I great. really love it. It's so, it's such a quick, easy way and you just get these snippets and you know, I'm just going to be taking pictures of rocks all over the place and, and adding them up there. So absolutely follow us there. But uh, John, what's your last goal for us then? My last goal for us is to keep making great content. <laughs> Excellent. Which that sounds like a throwaway goal, but you know, sometimes it's like, how are we going to take topic X and make it interesting or make it accessible? And I feel bad, you know, with uh, listener Mike who had the question about waves and it took us forever yeah. to get around to figuring out the way to do that. Uh, so I want to make more really good content uh, in a more timely fashion. So I'll, I'll append that to it. 
Oh, okay. All right. This sounds like something I can uh, try to make a, you know, a spreadsheet that we can both follow or something fancy like that. <laughs> I'll add you that know, to we my We had tech. that at one point, right? Yeah. Well, it didn't work very well, so I'm going to have to find something else to... <laughs> <laughs> we had a spreadsheet at one point pretty early in the show where we would put in, you know, we wanted to schedule like the next four weeks worth of shows or so. And uh, every time we would fill that out, something else new and cool would come up and we would immediately divert from it. And it just became uh, a stale document. Uh, well, you know, if Earth would quit doing stuff and then maybe we could, uh, you know, stay on track. But all these cool storms or cool earthquakes keep happening and drive us off in a different direction. It's true. So yeah, maybe, maybe getting the, uh, the content planned out a little bit further ahead would be a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see how we do. We'll see. Yeah. That, that's, that's the one that I have a feeling next year we're going to play the uh, wah, wah, wah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh, excellent. <laughs> Well, without the show getting any longer, already being about 50 minutes in, <laughs> I think it's time to move on to everybody's favorite segment of the show, Fun Paper Friday. Yay! So we would be remiss in having a New Year's show in which we didn't talk about, you know, getting fall down drunk, right? So that's uh, that's what we have here for Fun Paper Friday. So this is from the journal, and this is the full journal title, Alcohol. <laughs> Alcohol, 2009, issue 43, pages 305 to 314. <laughs> Intermittent access to beer promotes binge-like drinking in adolescent but not adult Worcester rats. <laughs> oh, this is great. Um, so this article is by Hargraves et al., and... It seems to be yet another one of those things in science where you're like, yeah, duh, teenagers binge drink. <laughs> but it's not just teenage people. <laughs> it's uh, teenage rats, too. Um, and so that's what they looked at in this study was that they looked at both teenage, I guess, and adult rats. And they sort of did this experiment where they provided them with beer either all the time or intermittently. And that's what came out of it is that the rats that were particularly the adolescent rats that were given intermittent access to beer drank way more of it. Yeah. And I thought it was interesting too, that even so the adult rats didn't show this uh, tendency to only when giving intermittent access to beer to binge drink, uh, <laughs> when they did get beer, but I thought it was funny that in all cases, adult rats drink more beer than water when given the chance. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's because they're dealing with those adolescent rats. <laughs> they're like, hit me and with it was also one. funny that, uh, yeah, <laughs> when it was also funny that, so adolescent rats are 34 to 55 days and uh, adult rats are 56 to 93 days, yeah. postnatal days. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so they, they actually did this over the course of several experiments, though, right? Mm -hmm, right, yeah. There were uh, lots of different ways and uh, conditions in which they looked at these. Um, <laughs> I will say that although this paper does not involve high-speed photography or lasers, it does involve a lickometer. 
Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> the lickometer, lickometer. I. Oh no! It's totally lickometer lico- sounds more. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's got to be lickometer. Uh, Come on. <laughs> so this instrument is these little uh, boxes that you put the rats in one rat to a little cell. It has two tubes in front of it. In one case, one of them had beer, one of them had water or in one of the other experiments, both of them had beer. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so the rat stands on a wire mesh floor that's metal and is grounded. And then each of the nozzles has a very low voltage, low current, but something they don't even feel. And so every time they lick it, it completes the circuit and a LabVIEW VI counts the lick. And after a pre-programmed number of licks, it triggers a syringe pump to give them a little dose of whatever is in the bottle for whatever they're licking. So in this case, every three licks, they got a drop of beer or a drop of water. Oh, this is fantastic. (laughs) And... Yeah, so somebody somebody had to write a LabVIEW program. Somebody was hired to write a LabVIEW program for a rat licking machine. Oh, man, that's great. <laughs> um, and what kind of beer, you ask? Well, that is actually laid out in the uh, experimental. <laughs> I, I highlighted this whole two or three sentence paragraph because I laughed so hard. <laughs> so the the paragraph reads... The base solution used in experiments was Burrell's Ultralight Premium Beer, Cooper's Limited, South Australia, a near beer beverage that contains 0.44 plus or minus 0.04% ethanol volume per volume and 22 calories per 100 milliliters. Absolute ethanol was added to Burrell's to create a solution analogous in taste and alcohol content to beers that are commonly consumed by humans. (laughs) That was great. So I had to feel like that was a, a sort of a dig at this. Yes. <laughs> the, the effectively, you know, Miller Lite of. Ooh, you bite your tongue. You meant to say Bud Light, not Miller Lite. <laughs> <laughs> I like Miller Lite. There you go. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was pretty, that was pretty good. Um, so they did a whole bunch of, like you just said earlier, John, they did a whole bunch of different experimental conditions, um, you know, rats by themselves, rats with each other, um, you know, the, timing that they were allowed to receive this beer and then obviously they were cut up by um age as well right and they they measured different so one one of the experiments they would just measure how much of the beer in the bottle that was feeding this cage of eight rats that were living together was gone over a 23-hour period because they had an hour to change and measure all the tanks. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then another experiment used the legometer. Mm-hmm. And another experiment, they would give them as much beer as they wanted over a period of, I think it was an hour twice a day or something like that, mm-hmm. and then draw a blood sample and put it through a gas chromatograph to figure out what the blood alcohol content of the rat was. <laughs> yes. And- uh, these rats that were given intermittent access 
uh, basically got fall over drunk. Right. And they would binge. So that's it. So they didn't know when their next beer hit was coming. And so they would over drink every time they were offered it. <laughs> Which, like I said, <laughs> duh, I guess. <laughs> Like, here, kids. <laughs> um, and, you know, we laugh about this, but there are actually some pretty disturbing um, st- statistics in here about actual human adolescents and their beer drinking as um, as reported. And it said it said something awful, like 14 to 19 year olds had said that they had consumed five to seven drinks within the last two weeks or something like that on at least one day. I thought that was crazy. Right. <laughs> like, man, I just must've been a really big nerd. I didn't drink that much when I was underage. <laughs> right. And so this is, it, it was disturbing. And their, their sort of justification for doing this research is look, this could tell us something about how to solve this problem. Right. Mm-hmm. We, ha- we have a, model that it's obviously not ethical to put underage (laughs) children in a room and say, here's water and here's beer. Have as much as you want of either. Yeah, that experiment would never get approved. (laughs) Uh, Exactly. If you do it with a bunch of geologists, we also know the result and it's similar. Yeah, it's Uh, exactly (laughs) like this. So either we're rats or yeah. Um, Another thing that they did in one of the experiments too was they would add, you know, you talked about this adding this sucrose. And so in their conclusions, um, they say something that these taste factors likely play a great role in driving alcohol consumption during adolescence. And um, that we should take this into consideration because um, commercial drink makers are increasingly designing alcohol for the adolescent palate. And that's pretty outrageous. Um, And here's the data to prove it. So that was an interesting outcome of this as well. Yeah. So overall, this was an interesting paper, just one that when I saw the title, I said, what? (laughs) I know. Yes. (laughs) Um, But it was, it was really, uh, it was really interesting. There was a lot of experimental protocol in here that um, I don't think you or I really read much about. So that was interesting as well. No, I never thought about that. And that's one of those uh, LabVIEW projects that if somebody had come to me and said, I want you to write a LabVIEW VI. (laughs) to record rat licks. You would have been all over that. (laughs) Oh, I would have completely done it. Uh, It's just something I never would have imagined. And somebody had that phone call. Yeah, absolutely. They did. (laughs) Lickometer. I'm going to stick with that. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Yep. Well, if you have a fun paper that you would like to tell us about, or you have designs, programs, or statistics from your very own lickometer or lickometer, <laughs> or if you have a strong opinion on how you should pronounce that <laughs> instrument's name, we would love to hear from you. And how can they get a hold of us? Uh, send us some of your voice memos. We haven't had those in a while. Uh, show at don'tpanicgeocast.com. Uh, you can also find us in our Slack Don't Panic channel in the Software Underground uh, chat room, hanging out there. Uh, we are on Twitter at Don't Panic Geo. Uh, John is at Geo underscore Lehman. I'm at Shannon Doolin. And we're now on Instagram, Don't Panic Geo on there. So follow us there as well. Absolutely. And if you want to send in an audio comment with 
your resolution that you're going to try to keep this year. There's nothing like a little bit of public accountability. We'll be happy to play it for you. <laughs> exactly. And then shame you when you don't meet it in two months. <laughs> <laughs> As you can do to us. But until next week, remember, don't panic. It's not an exact science. Any opinions, findings, conclusions, or recommendations expressed are solely ours and do not necessarily reflect the views of our employers or funding agencies.